Putin Bratwurst. Hi and welcome to Putin Bratwurst, your long distance podcast. I'm Simon talking from Hamburg in Germany and I'm calling Philipp. Philipp, are you there? I am. Um, I'm very there. Are you? Are you there? Wow, you, you sound you sound very nice. So what's, what's the matter? Last last time you you sounded pretty crappy, and now you sound yeah. pretty well. What happened? I felt so bad about last time that I had to find a solution. No, seriously, it's it's another episode of Philip on the road. Oh wow! Um, I'm at a, I'm at a friend's place for the weekend. A buddy I haven't seen since uh, Corona Chan hit the world, mm. and now we are allowed to travel from. Uh, distance again so i i went to visit him uh, it's a good buddy of mine i haven't seen in a very long time so it's fun to uh, be able to hang out again so um yeah nice. and, and he's uh, he's um he does a lot of uh, twitch streaming and uh, so he has like a very good quality microphone and, and like a webcam too but from what i can see it's positioned in a weird way so you really cannot see me that well can you no it's it's positioned uh, on your in your crotch so I can only yeah. see like your 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 pants. I don't I don't know why right. he has asked that, but uh, I think he I think he's into he's like a professional streamer for sort of a very very specific um, ASMR. It's ball ball scratching sounds. He plays a lot with the, jo- with the joystick. He uses the joystick. And yeah, doesn't isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's ASMR uh, ball scratching. It's very very peculiar. It's very like niche. You have to. Yeah, it's very niche. So. Um, well, that's good. It's, it's worth trying though. So during this episode, I, I have for the, we have for the first time a stream deck. So it means I can I can use certain sounds um, for our, our, the discomfort of our listeners, <laughs> um, like this one. Give us, give us a- oh yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, the MLG horns. So I have a lot of Quebec memes on there. So I, I don't think I'll use these ones because uh, I think some of our listeners might be missing out on the many reference. of your listeners and your your uh, co-host as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I won't I won't be using these. But uh, we got a lot of. Um, also, the room. So we we're talking about before we started recording. You you never watched the room, have you? I have never seen it. No. So for our listeners, if you don't know what the room is, it's it's a horrific movie, not a horror movie, a horrific movie in the sense that it's it's terrible, bad acting, it's poorly made, but it's it's so it's so bad that it's good. It's that kind, but it's like the summit of the too bad it's good kind of movie. And there's a movie about the movie called The Disaster Artist. And have you watched that? I have I have it on my list on on uh, Netflix. It's it's been there for ages, but I have not uh, gotten around to watch that one because I feel like if I haven't seen the original, I'm pro- I'll probably not be able to enjoy that one. Right. Uh, I think it's a great movie on on in itself. I really liked it. Uh, I'm not the biggest like a uh, uh, Franco. Uh, you know these whole mm-hmm. this gang. They always do movies together. I, I, I don't remember the, the, the actors' Rogen names and all. These yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. That group. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, of, of these guys, but uh, so I was I was coming a bit of a. Oh, I'm thinking, it's not gonna be my thing, whatever. But it's I feel they matured a lot. And that movie is actually very good. It's 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 very funny. I laughed a lot, which is uh, something I rarely do when I watch movies. So hmm. uh, I recommend it to you and to our listeners for sure, hundred percent. All right, gonna check it out. Um, yeah, uh, What's up? I don't know. It's, um, I'm, I'm quite exhausted these days. I, sometimes, you know, that feeling when, when you, when it's the weekend and it feels like the weekend is more stressful than the other days, just because it is the weekend and it shouldn't be stressful. Like, uh, I feel so like you, you had a lot have, of things planned or, yeah, or you felt like you, you felt pressure to do things or is, yeah is i feel like, like yeah it's like you have you have that time free with uh you know i i prepared some stuff for this 
episode today because we're going to have a new segment, which we can talk about in a moment. And but that took quite some work now and um, to, to, you know, uh, do a new jingle and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it feels like uh, Sunday is one of these days where you have so much time to do anything you want that what you do always feels like work. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I, it's I have a hard time relaxing on a Sunday. I always feel kind of stressed. I hope this, uh, the podcast is not too much of a stress. No, a no, stress I, for you. I, I love doing it. It's 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 not that not like that. But I, it's just I don't know. I never liked Sundays. To be honest, I think ever yeah. since I, I was a small kid, Sunday was the shittiest day of the week for me. Is always. it because you had to go to church? I actually had to go to. Well, <laughs> yeah, my my parents wanted me to go to church. I, I was a choir boy for some time, uh-huh. um, but. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a morning thing. And, and if I had to do that, the day started off shitty, that's for sure. But it's not like, it's not like, uh, that's not the reason. I feel like it's that, it's like a um, half a Monday or so. It, it, Sunday is always, you're always thinking about, about Monday on Sunday. Yeah. And that's why I hate yeah. Monday. I love Saturday way, way more because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Because on Saturday, you think, well, tomorrow is Sunday, so I don't need to worry about anything. Mm. but yeah for me yeah. sunday is my responsibilities day which is like cleaning my place doing my laundry doing some food prep if i need to so yeah it's uh not the most um it's not the, the the best day where you can like just let it you know let it loose just like take it easy saturday is definitely that that day <laughs> what a what a we're talking about days today that's um yeah, we're getting we're getting interesting over here <laughs> so so you but you you said you're exhausted like like uh like, are you okay? Are you are you feel healthy? Yeah, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm I'm, I'm okay. 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 That's um, good. That's good. Yeah. Um. One thing I want to talk about you uh, with you mm. is um. Have you uh, did, did you not notice the whole Glenn Maxwell thing? Yeah. 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 So uh, absolutely. That? I mean, it's I mean, it's hard to to. I mean, I'm not following it actively, but man, it's all over Twitter. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. Um, and now they're talking about how she's on suicide watch or something. And yeah, she's. She's I mean, the, be, um, yeah, I don't know for you, but like the lower quality news outlet here are absolutely fueling this whole conspiracy thing. They're just oh, yeah. sharing articles about how um, they're concerned about her trying to kill herself, whatever, whatever. So people in the comments are going all over how, how, how she, of, of course, uh, we all know suicide more like somebody suicide her right yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's all i'm seeing uh, and uh, i don't know i feel like twitter is such a conspiracy exposure machine i see so many people like anti-masks it's a movement now in quebec oh. apparently being anti-masks oh no yeah yeah they say there's three steps to like to like um to like uh, authority authoritarianism mm-hmm. it's like they ask you to wash your hands then they force you to wear masks, and then you're in concentration camps. Oh, <laughs> it's God. something I've read in, in, a, in a newspaper, non-ironically. Somebody actually said that. The three steps to like being like uh, in an authoritarian state is they force you to wash your hand in public, force you to wear a mask to make it hard for you to breathe, yeah. and then you end up in Siberia. Oh, That's shit. literally the steps. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, um, uh, Trump has been seen wearing a mask yesterday. Right? Yeah, have you seen that? Mm-hmm. So, and I saw he learned some from his buddy from, from Brazil. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, 
But um, uh, Trumpers now say that uh, they're still not wearing masks, but they say he looks damn fine wearing a mask. There hasn't been anyone looking agree. that American wearing a mask. No, I have to agree. Uh, you, you do? I think he looked stunning. Oh, you, I think I think orange and black fit very well together. <laughs> would Would you hit that? I mean, I've always been kind of into him, but now it's like it it reached new levels. Oh wow! I I didn't know that. Oh, what 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 do you like the most about him? Is it his big booty, or his hands easily easily? Oh, oh, because they're so small, they they fit inside of every hole. Easily, they're pretty large, man. If only if only you knew how large they are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just feel large. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, so what what did you want to say about Maxwell? What did you want to say? We we yeah, totally no, went, I, I, uh, I just <laughs> want to say that um, she's gonna have her court hearing, her first one on Tuesday. I'm well, that's going pretty fast. Yeah, I'm curious if she she will survive until that. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to use the Gideon Maxwell story because, you know, we don't need to to remind you what it what what it, the whole thing is about. But um, it's a pretty big uh, criminal case, and um, in criminal case is uh, a very good. Um, catchword for what we're about to do in our segment second segment today which is a uh, true crime with uh, philip and simon where we we thought you know this podcast is, is is so much everything that it's also nothing at the same time and so we can basically do whatever we want and so yeah. you know the whole uh, two guys talking and and cracking jokes thing um, we do that, that, but we can also do some true crime. So this is a yep. segment where um, Philip and I are going to um, present you a famous German or um, Canadian um, criminals and murderers and all that kind of shit. And yeah, I'm going to talk about that. And maybe yeah. you guys uh, uh, want to write us an email afterwards and uh, mm -hmm. tell us... Um, who won this week? Who is who had the bad, better <laughs> criminal? The Canadians <laughs> That's or such the a, Germans? And I, I wanted to say, and I think it's important to say it: we're not trying to uh, make these people cool. We're not support. Like, I think they're they're awful people. We're not trying to glamorize them in any yeah. way. It's just it's just it's a popular genre. People are into these 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 stories because it's so I, I, yeah, because it's so far from us. Like, who wants to do that? Not a lot of people, and so it's so foreign for most people. These stories. So I get the interest. It's it, it's our curiosity. It's me. It's bad. So it's 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 tempting. I, I get it. Um, yeah, I just want to say that they're they're filth, and like we're not trying to to glamorize them in any way, shape, or form. I think it's important to say it. Yeah, but we we are gonna print T-shirts with their 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 slogans, and you can buy those yep. in, in our in our shop. And yeah, um, yeah, of course we're gonna have fan shirts. All right, um, yeah. do you have a song for our first take? Yeah, so uh, I want I want to shout out to our Korean listeners again, and uh, and recommend um, a Korean band I've discovered recently called A Doi, so A D O Y, and I'm gonna recommend their biggest hit song called Wonder. All right, I'm gonna um, pick a song from California. It's um, by Rex Orange County and it's called Sunflower. See you guys in a moment. Murder. Rape. Manslaughter. Abuse. Cannibalism. Serial killers, 
True Crime with Philip and Simon. Welcome to the second take of today's episode of Putin Bradverse, your long distance podcast with me today, as usual, my good friend Simon, do you hear me well? Yep. Second take is on and on it is with a very peculiar topic today. We're digging in a very popular genre, true crime. I'm taking advantage of this good microphone to make a more intimate sounding. (laughs) So... We're going to go into um, brief, we're going to tell brief stories of famous criminals, um, both in uh, Germany and in Canada. And um, am I starting? Yeah? Yep. All right. Um, So when you introduced me to this idea, you were talking about um, murder. So I looked into murder uh, and not like a bank robbery or anything like that. So I'm going to tell the story of a guy called Robert Picton. Have you heard about this name before? Nope. So Mr. Picton is now in prison in Quebec, but he is from BC. So all the way to the other coast. Uh, BC is, for people that don't know, is the province, the westmost of Canada. So it's the on the Pacific shore of uh, the continent. So um, this guy had a pig farm. He was a pig farmer. So already you know something's off. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Pig farmers, we love you. Uh, pork is great. Um, but he, he had this, this farm that he's, uh, he inherit, inherited from his parents. And he was producing pork meat. Um, but he sold most of the land uh, for real estate. But he kept a small portion for himself. And he turned it into um, uh, a charity. Uh, where he was organizing, apparently, dances to raise money for... Um, poor people of the area. Uh, in fact, it was an absolute disaster of a place where there was a, a massive parties of hell's angels and prostitutes and drug exchange. I've heard it was very messy. So the neighborhoods were really complaining about it all the time. So already there was some attraction about what was going on at that farm. The criminals there was a lot of, of action. So that's, that's how he started to get a bit of a he started being noticed uh, as, as, a, as a, a weird guy who hosts Els and Joe's parties at your farm, right? It's pretty strange. And something you need to know about Vancouver, it's that there's no winter in Vancouver. It doesn't, it doesn't snow there. It's pretty warm. So a lot of um, um, hobo, a lot of um, homeless people end up in Vancouver. And I'm talking about people all the way from, from Quebec, for example. They will go there because do you want to be homeless in minus 30 degrees? Probably not. So no. a lot of homeless people end up in Vancouver, in East Vancouver, more precisely in the district called East Hastings. And it's a place well known for um, fentanyl overdose, heroin, a very trashy place. Apparently, it's very like very poor, a lot of drug abuse, and it's a very sad place. And so what Mr. Picton would do is that you need to understand, you need to know that to understand what he was doing. So he was going into that, that area of the city, which was not too far from his farm, apparently. And he would go to meet these uh, homeless women or prostitutes who were often not from the area or uh, because they, they, they fled because of poverty and they ended up in Vancouver. So they didn't know anyone most, most of the time. They were just hanging out, no family, no friends. And he would offer them money or drugs in exchange of uh, getting into his car for, for a nice ride down the pig farm. And um, the police started noticing a lot of uh, disappearing women but fact is, and as you probably guess, homeless prostitutes 
a lot of Native Americans too that are disappearing are not the prime target of police often. Uh, it's just a thing. So a lot of people were noticing, so starting to noticing these women disappearing. And after a while, um, a driver found a woman bloodied up by the road. She was shouting, whatever. He, 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 she was in, in handcuffs. He took her in her car. She called, he called the police, whatever. They went to the hospital. And she said that she was kidnapped. And um, this guy picked and tried to murder her in his farm. So they started like, hmm, so maybe this guy is, um, he pledged for, for um, self-defense. Apparently she was a hitchhiker, whatever. So he didn't get arrested. But the police now, they knew something was off at this place. Um, disappearing woman, a bloodied up woman next to his place. Hell, Hell's Angels parties at his pig farm. Something's off with this, right? So they tried to find a way to get a warrant to search his farm, but they didn't have enough proof, apparently. Not, not even a woman that was stabbed almost to death on his farm. Apparently, it's not oh, enough. <laughs> so, um, so they revoked his charity because of, of the whole, the whole uh, Hells Angels thing and everything. And they started very like looking into what they could find as a warrant. And they got a warrant for illegal weapons. So they had, they had some proof. Saying so he might have weapons at that place that he, that he's not allowed to have, so they got there. And what did they find? Well, no corpse. I'll tell you that. But they found some um, some objects that belonged to to women, like purses, and some ID cards of these women. So you know they were onto something good, clearly. But no corpse, so it's difficult to uh, understand what happened. So I'm trying to make it sh- a bit shorter, but um, they pieced it out together, and they they managed to arrest him for the murder of six women. Um, but what you have to, to know is that when he was in, in, in prison, he, his cellmate was uh, a police agent, actually, uh, an undercover police agent that tried to make him, uh, you know, spill the beans. You know, just he was talking to him all the time. And I apparently picked and said, and that's the creepiest part of the story. He said to his, his cellmate, who was a police officer again, that he killed 49 women and he was very disappointed that he couldn't get to 50 to get a good grind up number. Yeah. He said that. And he also said that the way he was getting rid of the corpse, there was, it was either by making the pigs eat them, the pigs that he would sell for meat for human consumption. Right. Oh no. Or he would grind the corpses with the pork, mixed it up and sell it. Oh, so there was, a, there was a province-wide announcement to not buy pork because you could eat uh, native prostitutes too at the same time. Oh uh, my God. So he's, he's not in prison and he tried to release a book about his life. Wait. Uh, that he, he somehow got off. It was in the 90s, by the way. Just a, Wait, Why in- is he not in prison? <laughs> He is in prison. He is in prison. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. But he was only for six, murder of six women, even though he said uh, he killed 49 because he could have been just bragging, right? It's not enough mm, to. Mm, to. Yeah. But um, still, so he is, he is in prison for, uh, oh. for 25 years, which is the maximum number of years here, mm-hmm. uh, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he's in, he's in Quebec, very, like in a really remote city that has a very like, high security prison. And yeah, he tried to release a book from prison and somehow he managed to get it out, the, the manuscript out of the, the, the prison walls. And it was boycotted. It was like people would try to censor it. And he, it, it actually never came out as far as, far as I know. Um, I would again, like I'm not an expert it, on the case. You would, write, you would like to read that? You would like to give money to that guy? Well, I mean, well, the money thing, well, yeah, that, 
But I, I would be very curious to hear all the details. Like, well, he says he's innocent. That's kind of bullshit. That's what okay, he says well, in, the, in the book. Wait, you know? wait. He says he killed forty nine women, and then he says he's innocent. So, so again, when he said he killed forty nine, he was he thought he was talking to his cellmate. Turns out the cellmate was an undercover cop. So that's. Yeah. But yeah, but but in his book, he claims he's, he's, he's innocent and everything. All right, well then, fuck that. Book. I mean, he's, he's he's a crazy guy, right? It's, I mean, who, who would do that? Who's not already crazy? So, um, yeah, that was a, that was my um, my my uh, my true crime story. How was that? Did you like it? I, I liked it. I, I haven't yeah, heard of yeah. that guy, but holy shit, that's some fucked up stuff. Um, I'm gonna go yep. ahead um, and use that tension for my story because I'm gonna talk about Armin Maivis. Um, who most of you might know under the name of the Rotenburg um, uh, cannibal. So um, he is famous for killing and eating a voluntary victim in 2001. So, um, so Armin Maivis, I'm going to go a little bit into his background because he, um, there's an interview, it's like a three-hour interview with him online on YouTube. Um, I don't know if it has subtitles, but I think it does where he speaks about everything regarding his um his murder and stuff and i think it's it's super interesting anyways um so Mybus, when he grew up he he always knew that he he felt like he wanted to have like people super close to him he was always scared of losing people and um and at some point he discovered that in his mind being close with someone and especially he wanted to be close with another man um meant to eat that person and to have that person be part of his own body that's the only way he could have another person in his life and never ever lose that person so um so what he did um when he uh, like he uh, he he did find he found out that he really 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 wanted to do that so he went online uh, it was the beginning of the of the internet and um and he he searched for 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 men who would like to be who wanted to be eaten by him, and he I think uh, I remember that he met men as, uh, before and he bit them and stuff, and found out that you know you can't really tear off flesh with your teeth and stuff, and um, and he learned how to to butcher basically because he knew that you know you can't just cut off a hand and uh, boil it and eat it it's gonna taste like shit so he knew you know how to um, to get the blood out of flesh and all that kind of stuff that you do in, in meat processing, basically, because he wanted, mm -hmm. he didn't want it to be like disgusting and bloody. He wanted it to be a nice thing and a, a great experience that would bring him and another uh, man together. So um, he online, he found this, uh, he found this guy who was willing to do that, who wanted to be eaten. He, like they had like different psychological issues that matched perfectly um, because that other guy wanted to um, be eaten completely. He wanted to have nothing remain on earth from him. He wanted to be completely gone. That's like, that was his dream. And Armin Maivas uh, said, yeah, well, we can do that. And, um, and so he picked him up from the, from the train station. And, uh, and he, he had prepared everything. He had like uh, anesthetics. He had... Um, all the knives and everything and he was super nervous like the way he tells it it feels like someone talking about his first date and and this guy really seems like a nice guy when you when you hear him in the interview it's that's the the, the weirdest thing so 
he meets them and what they decided to do because the obviously the other guy knows he's probably gonna bleed to death and at some point gonna get, get unconscious so they decide to eat his penis together and um and so they together together yes they wanted to share oh. his dick so okay. um he cuts off this guy's dick and uh and he says it's, he's bleeding like a stuffed pig and of um, course he um he gets unconscious and and he wakes up again and again and he i mean myva says he 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 thought okay the guy's dead now and then he wakes up again and this happened for so much time he says he's he, this guy has lost so much blood and and yet he always wakes up and uh and he you know he tries to stop the bleeding but he can't really so um he says well we we got to rush it and he um he 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 starts uh, cooking the dick and he by um, he always wanted to help that guy like he was like okay should we call an ambulance should we do this and that and the other guy was like no 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 this is fine this is what i wanted um and you just please uh, i think he he puts him in the bathtub because it's so cold and he mm. says oh, well can you cook that dick from for us and he he cooks the dick but because it's all full of blood it's like super uh, this black rock basically that you can't really eat and they try and eat it but it doesn't work at all and eventually that guy yeah, the other guy dies I, I don't know what it's made of like a penis like is it muscle is it like because i feel there's not a lot what do we eat is is, think, is what do we eat from from beef it's, it's muscles right yeah i think i think it's so, i i don't really know but so i, I, think I don't know if there's you, anything to eat anyway well some people like i think are, um some some people eat like um cow dick like not cow like the male cow's mm. penis and stuff you can't eat that and i think seal penis is like a delicacy for um native canadians or stuff so i heard that Never heard i heard that thing on kenny versus <laughs> benny but um, okay anyways i'll try so, it so and, and after after the, um his victim if you want to call it that i'm gonna get to that point later um yeah. did he, dies. Did he sign a waiver or something yeah well he dies and uh yeah. and the and he he processes the meat as he promised to do he has it in his fridge he eats parts of it and yeah and after some time he he thinks well i, I want to do this again and um he puts an ad online again asking for that and uh he writes with someone and that guy tells on him he um, tells the police as this guy said, claims he already ate someone. You you should check that out, and they do check it out, and they find evidence, and um, and he gets arrested. And now is the interesting part, because in two thousand and four, he gets arrested, uh, convicted for manslaughter, mm -hmm. uh, and gets eight years and six months of prison. And Armin mm -hmm. Maivis says by this day that he feels um, justice has not been brought to his victim. Because his victim wasn't really a victim. He wanted to be eaten. He, mm -hmm. uh, on every step of the way, he asked him, is this all right for you? Is this fine? Can we do this? Can I, I'm going to do this now. Is that okay for you? And he always mm -hmm. said, yes, please do it. Please do it. Please do it. But do you have so, proof of that? Did he, did he videotape this I or something? I think he has like videotapes and he has like the chat with them where they talk about detail about everything. Mm. And and so it's it's pretty sufficient that he, he didn't really do anything. By the way, in I this don't guy's think, like... I don't think... We, yeah. No, go ahead, guy's, go ahead. This guy's like a really small guy, so he's not. It's not like he could bully anyone in, in being eaten. Mm. But um, just to finish what what happened, um, he went to retrial. Uh, he had a retrial in two thousand and six where he got, um, he was convicted for murder and uh, got life imprisonment. So that's the story of that guy. So 
yeah you well, now now what do you think uh, what is your opinion on is that really murder is it manslaughter is it a crime at well, all what do you so think i so in my undergrad i did some law uh canadian law of course and i remember a thing uh where you cannot ask someone to sign anything that would hurt them um you cannot like like giving permission to get killed is is it's not uh receivable legally basically yeah like i, I cannot i cannot make a contract saying like oh so sign this and it, uh, agree that i'm gonna empty your bank account and um scam your parents and uh steal your dog and like if you sign that that's okay that's it doesn't work like this you cannot do that it's not receivable as far as i remember it's been years since i did my law classes but um, i mean I, 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 I don't do, know for German law, but I think it's 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 uh, similar. Uh, I I do yeah. know that of course because, you can't just go could, ahead and could kill sign someone. under pressure because people could sign under pressure. That's why yes. it's not receivable. Well, like I would put a gun to your head and I say sign this, saying like you. Yeah, but if you, you I can if you eat have you, you know that the other person that it really was like a conversation between friends and yeah, you know I feel like. I feel like um, uh, if if you have a psychological issue and the other person does too, and yeah. it was just a very unfortunate, very unfortunate of you two guys meeting each other. Absolutely, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like you can. Uh, you, it's the same thing as um, as someone killing another person, and uh, who doesn't who doesn't know about it and who is just really a hundred percent a victim. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I do yeah. get that there needs to be some kind of punishment and that this guy is a danger for society. But yeah. Um, it's just, and, this, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, as you say, uh, any regular people would have seeked help for that guy asking to yeah. be eaten alive. Clearly, this guy was suicidal um, and clearly this guy deserved the, the help. He, he, yeah, he needed help. Um, but the thing is, when it's, it's with these things, it's always like a Pandora box. If you, if you say, oh, this case, it's fine then you know what's next that's i think that's why the legal uh the law is often very conservative regarding these things because if you open this box and there's a there's precedent precedence uh then it's it could be could be an issue is, is it civil law or common law in germany you know do you have like a rule do you have like a common law is the british style and uh civil law is like the french oh, slash italian I, style I, can't really, I don't i don't know i don't know okay i never took a law class Do you have like a civil code? Do you have like a code of law? I think we do. I'm, okay. I'm really, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, it's, it's not a thing. If you don't, if you didn't study that, it's, it's normal for you to maybe. I didn't yeah, know I'm, these things. I'm not that normal, but I, we're, the more we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead with these um, uh, cr uh, true crime episodes. Really yeah, might, yeah. I might, I might get a little bit more into into um, <laughs> German law. But I never um, did criminal law, so I, I'm not an expert at all, at all. What I what I wanted to add is that um, this case yeah. in Germany made huge waves. Not in the waves, not only oh, in I Germany. Um, uh, Rotenburg until this very day is like the first thing you, when you in your, uh, when a German her, hears Rotenburg, the first thing they think of is a guy eating another guy's dick. Which is I'll Google Rotenburg and see what is the first thing they recommend me on on on. Uh, It's R O T T E N B U R T. Uh, no, one T. Okay, let's try. I want to see if they were going to recommend me this guy. Um, it's not. It's not the first recommendation. It's. It was the fourth website. All right, uh, well. It's a French website from France. 
<laughs> I was just curious to see it. it clearly, it, it, there's a stigma on the city, yeah. And uh, and I wanted for for my song for this uh, for this segment, um, I wanted to take a song that's very famous and that is about that um, about this uh, crime, and it's from wow. from Rammstein, and it's called Mein Teil, which means my piece. And my song is I, I thought we needed something jolly, but it's also the thing that the. Um, The name is pretty fitting. It's from the Japanese uh, funk slash jazz band Cassiopeia. And the song is called Take Me. All right, cool. Hear you guys in a moment. Oh, man. Reading the news is so exhausting. It hurts me in the eyes. And it always challenges my personal feelings. <coughs> Are you tired of reading the actual news? Yeah. Do you find it difficult to follow the complex and fast developments of today's world? Yeah. Then go ahead and join your uncle's WhatsApp group. Stop reading elaborated articles with foreign words and complicated sentence structure. Get your information through easily understandable memes and videos made by people without a high school degree. Your uncle's WhatsApp group offers easy explanations for complex issues. Confirm all of your gut feelings with credible opinions on why white men have been right all along. Be part of the latest global trends such as fascism, racism, sexism, and of course, Christian fundamentalism. Your uncle's WhatsApp group is a pool of fascinating alternative facts. For example, the Earth is flat after all. Bill Gates wants to channel your thoughts with vaccines. Or, Greta Thunberg is a lizard controlled by Antifa. But don't worry, your uncle's WhatsApp group is also a source of fun. Videos from the early 2000s with jokes from the 1950s will guarantee you easily accessible humor without any layers. So what are you waiting for? Join your uncle's WhatsApp group now and receive a free tinfoil hat. Stop being fun at family dinners. Start being an old white man by joining your uncle's WhatsApp group. Welcome to the last take of today's episode of Putin Bradwurst. Um, you told me before, yep, Simon, yeah, that you do not enjoy, <laughs> you do not enjoy mixed martial arts. So, uh, for people that don't know what mixed martial arts are, it's a competitive sport of two guys punching slash kicking slash ground and pounding slash submissing each other. And the most famous uh, sport league um, of that uh, sport is the UFC, right? Um, so, you told me before you don't like the UFC. Oh. And I, I, yesterday, I watched um, a very interesting card. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it. All right. A Fight Island. Have you heard of it? Fight! Ah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I heard of yeah. it. Is it, so is it a real thing? I thought this is like a yep. made of made up thing. Okay, it's true. But uh, I uh, I want to hear your take on the sport first. We'll go into a fight island later. So you told me you're not into that, and I was well, just curious why. Is it because of violence? Is it? Um, no, actually, like, tell you what, I I watched uh, like before the whole Corona thing went down. I watched uh, the Raid movies one and two. I don't know the if you've seen those one. No. 
okay these are like indonesian uh, uh fight martial arts movies where basically there's just the, the whole fight the whole movie is like fighting 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 asian people fighting with each other mm-hmm. and um i i really enjoyed it i thought the choreography <laughs> was awesome i liked the violence of it i think these are kind of movies you can watch in any situation now um i i have been I, i've done some boxing myself until i broke my pinky and i loved the sport i really did um i think i don't really have a problem with um with the sport itself it's just more like i don't know i um it's it's just a, a general generally i'm not a big uh i'm not very big in watching sports i just don't do that but right. i would go and watch a, watch a fight and, and see how it feels but yeah but I, it's it's really not big here so and i don't know yeah. anyone besides you who likes it yeah, and there's not a lot of German fighters. And it's a very international sport, which is something I really like about it. A lot of people from a lot of different countries. Um, I mean, one of the champions on the female side is from Kyrgyzstan or Uzbekistan, like one uh-huh. of these two countries. I don't remember which one. So, you know, she's a big deal. She's, a very, she's very good. Um, and that's something I really enjoy about that sport. But yeah, German, I remember seeing one years ago. He was old already. He's called Dennis Siver. Siver, uh-huh. I think it was called. It's the only German fighter I've seen. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I love it. I've been loving it uh, since, I would say, 2012. I've been watching the UFC because uh, one of the champion, the most dominant champion of the history of the league was from Quebec. So it was like a national pride or whatever. People were going crazy over him. So we started watching him and I ended up watching everything at this point. And... Um, yeah, I love the sport. I really do. And and yesterday's Fight Island, I thought you could find it interesting. So when Corona Chan hit us in 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 um, I mean, they hit the U.S. Let's say like late February or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know the the sports they stopped uh, happening, right? Uh, live sports, everything was 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 closed. Um, but do you see? You know, they have title fights and guys trained for months, sometimes half a year to train for a fight. And canceling these fights is a big deal for both the fighters and the organization. So mm-hmm. they were talking about maybe renting an island in in the uh, in the Caribbeans, yeah, and hold an event there. Well, it turns oh. out they did it, but not the way we thought. They did it in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. So they rented an island on Abu Dhabi, and. It was crazy the, the the setup. You know Abu Dhabi, right? It's in the Emirates. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just like it's it, this island is just like rocks and sand, and there's a massive stadium on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, and it's very weird because there was no attendance. There's no sound. There's just these two guys punching each other in the face, and you could hear their corner shouting, just like. Oh hit him i want that all night all night you just shout that and you could hear that which you you rarely uh, if ever hear usually and it was very oh. interesting and every hit that they would get you would hear they're just a, you know the bone like you, the chick bone you could hit the punch hit oh, it it was shit. it's pretty yeah. gruesome um and i thought it was such a it was with the third card i watched without an audience but this one in Abu Dhabi was was special because they had like a an octagon to train on the beach, mm-hmm. outside. Pretty mm-hmm. crazy. 
Um, so I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh, I thought it was a cool event and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share with you that I watched yesterday. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I think that type of, of sports where it's really, really in, like the most intense form of competition you can get legally. I feel like that's a very North American, um, thing. You would say I, that, but uh, the most, I think the, the country, the most fighter is actually Brazil. Really? There's a shit ton of Brazilian fighters. It's crazy. US oh. and Brazil makes, I'm sure, three, three quarter. But the rest is extremely diverse. The rest is super diverse. Um, there's, there's like two Russian champions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's, the, there's, the, there's, the, there's the, of course, there's Eastern Asian. There's a lot of Europeans. Uh, two Nigeria champions too. So I'm from Africa too. Um, some some Iranian fighters. I've seen some Middle Eastern. It's very 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 yeah. Um, but no, it's I don't think it's a solely North American thing because the league before the UFC was called Pride, uh, and it was in Japan. It was much more violent, much more really? violent. You can stomp the head of the guy on the ground. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you could. What would they call the sucker kick? Is if your opponent is down on his knees and hands, like, you know, like a, on his four legs or something, yeah. you could run and kick his face. Are you kidding? Uh, like a soccer ball. But you cannot do that in the UFC anymore. So what? the most violent form of the sport, I mean, the ratio of popularity, because there's probably like some underground disgusting leagues, whatever, in whatever oh, country. Yeah, for sure. Like, like deep rushers and I don't know, like very hardcore stuff. But the, like the real big league thing that was the most violent was pride easily. It was in Japan. And uh, it was it was tied to to yakuza's. It was crazy business over there. Um, but yeah, you should you should watch Pride uh, highlights from the from the time. It was yeah, it was it was it was way more violent than the UFC is. And the fighters were less mathematicians. Now they're they're finding the you know they're making points. They know how to fight. These guys are smart. Like in Pride, some of them were and they were really dominating. But most guys were meatheads. They would just punch each other in the face until one mm-hmm. of them would die, like fall off. So I I um, I, I saw a. A video this week on um i think it was from the times or so on youtube where um there was like this guy who who he went to prison it's in the u.s and some i don't know some midwestern state and what he does is he has like backyard fights with mm. uh, like he organizes them for people who have like a beef and yeah. uh, who would otherwise shoot each other up in the streets. <laughs> so he brings them together and he's like, okay, you guys, there, we have an audience here. This is going to be a fair fight. And you just fight it out. Yeah. And afterwards, you, um, you, you're both, you're going to feel like, okay, this is, you both got to, to kick each other's ass. And uh, obviously there's going to be a winner, but everybody has to accept that. And uh, if you have the balls to show up here, you deserve respect no matter if you win or lose and apparently it works and he says that local police is also um letting it uh, happen because they they know that it's uh, that prevents uh worse things interesting they, they're like it's not illegal but they're letting it fly because yeah it would happen anyway but this way is like the best way i guess yeah it's not gonna be people dying it's just people gonna be here have right. a, having a blue face for like four weeks or so yeah 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 well, that's uh, and regarding you know, you, you said you love boxing, and, and I do. What do you think of weight cuts? What's your take on the weight cuts? Hmm. I mean, do you, do you know do you know about what they're going through before a fight? 
Honestly, I don't. I, I, I'm, as I said, I'm not watching much sports of any kind. Right, right, right. So all I know is I know that I love the sport itself, but I right. don't really know that much about the details in, in professional boxing. So I don't, I don't know if what I'm saying is interesting right now. It might not be. If I am, I'm sorry, listeners, and I'm sorry to you. But like, for example, that Quebec guy we used to watch, he, was, he would fight in a 170-pound division, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently he would walk in the street at 200. So he had to lose 30 pounds over wow. a couple of weeks. And um, how they do that is they totally dehydrate themselves. Oh, yeah. They sweat and sweat. And before the, the weigh-in, so the day before the fight, they get weight. Uh, they get weighed in. They, like, they, 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 they lay on the ground with warm towels all over their body or they sit in saunas for, for hours. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, they, get, they go take the pictures and everything. They're so jacked because they have no sweat. They have no water in their body, basically. Yeah. And as soon as they take the picture... Their, 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 their coaches throw a bottle of them of, of like, a, like a Gatorade or something, like more hardcore Gatorade, I guess. Just like, yeah. rehydrate your ass right now. And so, so, some, I mean, some, there were some injuries. You know, some guys got, uh, um, how do you call them? I don't have an English, uh, English uh, I don't remember the English word. The thing that uh, filters your blood. You have uh, two of them. The kidney? Kidneys. They, they, the kidney yeah. failures. Oh shit! Some guys had kidney failures, yeah, um, and they would. Uh, some guys would die from that. Um, so I remember these two big boys that fought it in, a, in another league called Bellator, and mm-hmm. one of the guy almost died right on the, the the canvas because he was so exhausted because of the weight cut, and yeah, and and some people are like, they say like we should we should weigh them right before the fight. Uh, this is these guys are putting their life at risk totally uselessly yeah because they're trying to cut as much as they can because they want to be the bigger guy right of course yeah so if the if if if, if a guy walks at 200 and, and he, he's 510 uh i mean i don't know how that much in centimeters five feet ten he would fight in the 170 division because the guys that fight actually at 200 they're at six foot two you know they're much bigger guys yeah so it's the, everybody's like a, a competition. Everybody's doing it, so I have to do it. So these guys are just pushing themselves and pushing themselves. And yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of weight cut, to be honest. I think these guys are putting their, their body at, at already at high, big risk by punching each other in the guts and everything. But then yeah, that but too, I think it's I feel like, it's I feel bit, like this is much. for when you, when you have sports that um, in general, you, you always want aiming for new records and stuff. And and yeah. this is not really possible the natural way. So you need mm-hmm. to have these kind of things. I think like, hey, if that's if if you if you want to do that, if you if you if you signing up for that, I'm also I am absolutely um, to legal um, in favor of legalizing doping for every kind of sports. <laughs> Are you? I would love to. What's have your take that. on that? Go for it. I feel no, like honestly, if it's if it were legal. We would also um, push forward forward uh, science. We would have new new uh, goals and, and and stuff all the time. And obviously, no one's being forced to be like a professional athlete. So you could just say, okay, well, it's your own risk. So if they if anything happens to them, you say like, well, fuck it. You, you could have worked in an office. That's what you get for it. 
I really like, I mean, this is, well, I, I know obviously no one wants anyone to be hurt, but I do feel like it would be so much more entertaining and people are doping anyways. They're, they're fucking the yeah. system anyways. You will not yeah, be yeah. able to block it. So why not just go, go ahead and say, okay, we'll, we'll legalize it. It's, 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 it now. It's, it's about the, the purity of the sport or whatever, you know, so people yeah. are really into that stuff. I, I get what you're saying. It's interesting. Cause I know, I know, even in the UFC, that's a thing too. You know, some guys before they were not looking at the drugs too much. Uh, so some guys were getting doped like crazy. Then they started watching it, and these guys started to suck. <laughs> so, so, so it changed a lot of the dynamics. Like who's who's um who's on top, who's not. Um, and some people are just like just legalize it because you know it's it's probably the least of their worries at this point with the weight cuts and and all the concussions they're going through. Oh yeah, getting small testicles is probably a little, not a big problem for them right now. Yeah, don't think so. <laughs> all right, um, I think I'm getting small testicles now as well. Um, do you have a song for the last take? Yeah, um, it's a song that I dedicate to you. It's a French song from. Um, Georges Brassin, which is a French French, not, not from Quebec. And the song is called Les Copains d'abord, and it means friends first. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. I'm going with uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, who brought out an amazing album. And um, it's called Something to Rap About, featuring Tyler the Creator, who five guys of you uh, might remember from our, um, from our album analysis. All right. Um, was nice before talking we, to you. We, yeah, before we close, we should remind our listeners to write yep. to us. Yes, you're right. The, 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 these two guys, they want to talk to you. You know, we're, we're, I know we're weirdos. I know we're talking about strange things. But we would really love to have discussions with you too. So to do that, really simple. You have two options. Number one, write to us. Putsinbradverse at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to reach us. We mm-hmm. look at the emails before every episode. Or you can send us a voice message through the Anchor app if you're listening to us through Anchor or search for us on the Anchor app. Uh, it's very simple. You can send us uh, insults or kind words. We'll take anything. Yep. And yeah, so thank you. Thank you for this episode. I thought it was fun. I think I've, I talked a lot today. So I hope it was That's not... Um, you sound way better today. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, I hope it was not uh, too much a, do French you accent. Do you have a sound for us to finish it off? Um, to round up I mean, this episode? I mean, there's one I wanted to use like so much, but um, I I I I didn't feel like it was appropriate any, at any time. But I'll try to find it back. Nani? I wanted to shoot a nanny at you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll hear you in two weeks. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs>